This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Brew Nation? Johnny Gamut and Coach Tony Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to be a part of the show today. Uh, gonna switch things up a little bit for you. We have uh, no students here on campus as, as everybody's home for summer. And uh, Coach and I were kind of talking about some different ideas and things we wanted to do. And we, we both kind of came to the same conclusion that there's a lot of things out there that high school student athletes, even college student athletes, parents of college student athletes or high school athletes, there's a lot of information that, that needs, to be, needs to be shared, needs to be given. And, you know, Tony's been doing this for six years. I've now been in my role for six years. You know, so we have enough experience under our belt and have learned some kind of tips of the trade or, or tricks of the trade uh, in the last six years. So the, the next couple of podcast episodes really going to focus on some, some topics that, um, you know, we're not going to sit down with a coach or sit down with a player or student athlete. Sometimes we might get some of that, but, uh, for the most part, just giving you information about, um, about college sports, about, uh, we're going to have a social media episode coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and just some things that your high school student athlete, or maybe you're a college student athlete, uh, that would be very beneficial to you. So, you know, coach, we're going to talk today about kind of the, the do's and the don'ts of off season graduation everybody from a from a sports or or player perspective is thinking number one i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna veg and i'm gonna i'm gonna relax you know it's summertime i'm gonna hang out with friends and those kinds of things but if they want to be consistent or they want to be at the next level if they're a high school student athlete you really can't take much time off i mean obviously you're gonna have some rest you're gonna have some recovery that kind of thing but I, I love this list that, that you've come up with um, in terms of talking about some, some key things that student athletes can do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. First one being, you know, so often, particularly a high school student athlete is going to be in AAU or they're going to try to get in some kind of summer league. And a lot of them, you know, will play through that summer league and it's still competition day in and day out, but they don't get as much of the practice time and they don't get as much as the in, of the individual workout. Why do you think that, you know, the, the gameplay while being important is not necessarily as important as some of the other things. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just getting out and doing something is better than nothing. So start with that. You alluded to that, but the free time that a student now has in the summertime, I know a lot of them work by the end of the day, when they're done with their work day, they're tired and they don't do anything. And then they expect to come back in, in October or, you know, August, depending on what sport it is, to pick up where they left off. But there's so much time and potential for growth over the next three months, especially if you're a college athlete, that longer break in, bete- in between the, the two semesters, that there is the potential there for a lot of growth, but it's really how you use your time. And so I would say the first thing is to get some sort of schedule where you are consistently doing something through the week and like the the thing that you just asked me about, playing in pickup games, whether that's playing, you know, pickup volleyball, soccer, basketball, whatever it is, the thing that you have to keep in mind is that you're you're not getting the reps necessarily that you would be if you were going into the gym and working on your hitting or working on your shooting, whether that's shooting a basketball or shooting a soccer ball or your dribbling or your passing, whatever the skill is. 
the thing that's forgotten is it's about reps, 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 reps. That's the only way you're going to get better. And so playing in those pickup games, is it, it's, it's not that you shouldn't do it, but if that is what your idea of I'm going to get better doing this, you're going to be sorely disappointed when it's time that the season comes because you haven't gotten the reps that you needed. Um, so I think a, a kind of healthy balance between the two you know, I mean, every kid when they enter the gym, what's the first thing that they always ask? Like, when are we going to scrimmage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that, that's what they want to do. nobody that's wants to put for. the reps. You know, we no. all read stories about Kobe and, and Michael and LeBron and these guys mm-hmm. who put up 2,000 shots before they go to practice and those kinds yeah. of things. Talk, talk a little bit more about why, why the repetition is, is so vitally important. Yeah, I, and it varies for the, for the age groups, you know, depending on – if you're a younger player, it's sometimes just doing the ball handling over and over and over, you know, stationary. Or if it's an older player, you know, actually working on decision making. And so, again, there is a, a healthy balance there as well between the two, making sure that you're getting things that are going to be transferable over into an actual game versus just, you know, the joke always in basketball is dribbling a basketball while you're tossing a tennis ball up in the air. And uh, the, the player development guys are like, that's the biggest waste of time because it's not actually doing something that tra- – well, if I have a younger kid that doesn't have the motor skills, mm-hmm. then doing something like that – now, not doing that for like 30 minutes, but you know, doing something like that will help build those motor patterns. But it's not just motor patterns that you're trying to build. It is that kind of decision-making. And you know, we even challenge our players watching film so that you're getting the repetitions and seeing things in your mind – um, that can be another topic, but you know, yeah. seeing things in your mind and the, the the cognitive side of things is equally important too. So varying what you're doing, not just going out and just balling is what we kind of jokingly yeah. Yeah. say. Absolutely, one of the things that that you bring up all the time, I know, with your student athletes, and, and really this kind of is something that until you get to the college level, you don't really think about. I'm going to use an example. So we have Nate Ellenwood on the mm-hmm. basketball team. When Nate played in high school, Nate was everything. Mm-hmm. Nate was the biggest guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Nate was expected to bring the ball up. He was expected to be the scorer, the leading rebounder, leading shot blocker, mm-hmm. uh, defense, all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Then Nate gets into the college game, and Nate quickly realizes he's he's not able to do everything for the team because there's there's another guy that's 6'8 that can take care of the rebounding. Mm-hmm. There's another guy over here that's going to take care of the shooting, another guy over here that's your lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. You talk about focusing as a student athlete on those one or two things over the summer that you're going to really get better at. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at the high school level, again, depending on the size of your school, that can be a little bit difficult because right. sometimes you're, you're everything, right. you're the man and you're expected to do everything. Right. But whether it's soccer, volleyball or whatever, talk a little bit more about how you can focus on those one or two things that say, okay, I'm, I'm going to be better as a result of this summer by working on these two things. This is sounds too easy, but like, just ask your coach. Yeah. Like ask who if if you're a high schooler going to college, ask your coach. He's he's watched film. He's he's seen you play or she's seen you play. Like she, and the thing that she also has or he also has is the perspective of this is what they need out of you to contribute. You said it, and it's so important. Just that knowing your role. But for a lot of players, they don't know what that is because, as again you said, there is that. Um, you know, we're the we're the. It's how ESPN portrays it. We show yeah. LeBron, he mm-hmm. shoots, he passes, he scores, he dunks. Like, he does everything. So these players then think, I have to be great at everything. And what you end up with is you end up with a good or slightly above average player that's 
you know, across the board, they're, they're good at a lot of things, but they're not great at anything. And so it's a college coach's job to put together the pieces. And like you said, I need somebody that is the ball handler and the floor general. I need another guy who's a knockdown shooter. I need another guy, or I need somebody that's a hitter, a front row hitter. I need somebody that's a setter. I need somebody that's, and so what can you do to really hone those skills? What are those two or three things that you're great at that you can be even better at? And so whatever you're, you're like, this is really my strength, like make it your ultra strength. I don't know that's a word, but like really focus on that. Because, you know, even in the workplace, this is transferable. I say this to my to my sport management majors all the time. Like when you are going out into the workplace, em- employees or employers are not expecting you to be great at everything. Like you're coming in to be a very important component in that team, but you have to bring something like that you're great at to the table. So really focusing, I think that just really asking your coach, like and focusing on the thing that they ask, also be prepared sometimes for them to say something that you really don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, and that's hard too. But again, if it's about the team, the team, the team, then once you get there, you're going to be extremely frustrated if your goals and the things that you are working on are different from the coaches. And then what you end up with is, oh, the coach held me back. Or the thing that you always hear is like, well, they were playing me in the wrong spot. I should have been doing this. Yeah. And they have that perspective, again, of the whole picture to know what's best for the team. So I think just kind of uh, being self-aware, which is is difficult for all of us at any age, yeah. no matter if it has to do with sports or not with sports, and really asking other people uh, so that they can give you. And again, like watching film to see where you fit and what your team needs. Like, again, just simply ask the question, what does my team need for us to be the most successful this coming year. Yeah, because as the team shines, you're going to shine yeah, a lot absolutely. better because those who watch the game, I mean, even if you bring up the NBA or whatever, we all focus on LeBron, but we understand, well, maybe LeBron's a bad example because he's kind of taking uh, yeah. the whole team on his back. But if you go yeah. to Golden State or you go to other these these kind of super teams, each one of those guys is fulfilling a specific role yeah. to to perfection. Yeah. Um, I, I would say to those student athletes, whether college or, or high school, um, you know, Coach talked about you know, getting to your coach and getting that kind of information, um, even going with, with either fellow teammates or there is so much information out there on the internet. So Mm -hmm. if I'm, my position is I'm a setter in volleyball, Mm -hmm. go to YouTube and, and and find coaching information and find coaching clinics on how I can be a better setter. Mm -hmm. This is foreign to a lot of younger people. Go to the library and grab Mm -hmm. a book on setting or grab, you know, articles that you can read online about, uh, because it's out there. I mean, just use that, that wonderful Google machine and, and say, you know, how can I become a better setter? And I'm sure that there's all kinds of coaching clinics and things out there for you to grab that information you read that or you watch that and then go out into the front driveway or go into the backyard or whatever and and work on that skill one thing that that i know you stress a lot and this is important for any high school student athlete or college student athlete is so often you have game speed Mm -hmm. and you have practice speed And, and 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 so often there's a difference between the two where you know when you get in the game i'm going hard i'm going 100 percent. when i'm in practice i'm i'm taking the casual jump shot i'm you know i'm more or less goofing around getting up reps getting up shots but i'm not doing it like i am in the game and you know you really have to be at the at the right level and the right speed especially for those athletes that you talked about where they were the best player in high school or on their team or whatever they were able to get away with going at three four speed i heard a college coach from a major division one college basketball team say i recruit the elite of the elite and 
the number one thing that I deal with when they first get here is helping them see that they are going three, four speed. I joke with my players that I want them thinking and hearing my voice in their head saying faster, faster, faster. A lot of players are afraid of going faster because then they make the mistakes and they think if I make the mistakes, then I'm not good or I'm not doing what I need to be doing. So I need to slow down. And the reverse is true. Like you need to be going fast. Now you need to be doing it with right technique and right skill, but you need to be pushing yourself so that you actually are getting better. The number one thing that I hear from players when they're transitioning from high school to college is, wow, these players are really big and two, they're really fast or combination of the two. I didn't know that a player that big could go that fast or hit that hard or, you know, jump that high. Everything is done at just a higher level. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not accustomed to that, it's going to be a shock when you get here and realize, wow, I need to be going faster. And so for the majority of our players, when they get here, usually the first half of the season is just acclimating to the speed of the game. So definitely going hard. Um, I think also with that is kind of when you practice, get in the gym, work hard and get out. Yeah. Like don't get in there and mess around. And I've had players and heard of players that are like, they tell their coach, I don't know if they're trying to oppress them or what, like I've been in the gym for five hours and a coach is standing there thinking, what are you doing in the gym for five hours? Like get in, work hard for an hour, work hard for some of our workouts are 30 minutes long, but work hard in those 30 minutes or an hour, anything longer than that, you're going to get tired. You're going to start using improper technique and all you're doing is basically getting up repetitions doing things improperly which is going to hurt you in the long run Um, so making sure that you perform those things with the right skill the right technique but doing them quickly wrapping it up the last point that that i i know a lot of younger people struggle with in season there is a lot of discipline Mm -hmm. there is a lot of time management Mm -hmm. when you get out of that and you get into the summer you mentioned a lot of these guys have jobs but some of them don't, yeah. and they're playing 10 hours of FIFA a day, and they're eating Taco Bell Fortnite. every day. Or Fortnite, Fortnite. yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. sorry. i got to catch up with the times <laughs> here. But they're eating Taco Bell or Chipotle or yeah. those kinds of things every single day, yeah. not hitting the weights as much as they should. Just you know, talk about how detrimental that is, because I know you do a lot with, with the guys over the summer, even just in individual weightlifting and giving them plans of, yeah. of this is what you need to do with your body in order to, you know, to continue to play at that high level. Yeah. The, the, the word again is consistency. I think like getting a plan and sticking with it. Everybody has their plan where they say like, this is the workout that you need to do or whatever. And you know, there some are better than others and you can get, we can get into that at another time again, but you know, being consistent with a plan, whether that's a nutrition plan or a workout plan. And really it needs to be both of those. Uh, people will leave out the nutrition part of it, especially teenagers and just, will just, you know, eat whatever they see. And that of course can be detrimental as well. Like that's fuel for your body. If you're not fueling your body, don't expect to see growth in your muscles and, you know, everything that goes along with that. But, you know, making sure that you do have the right nutrition to go along with the right workout plan and doing that consistently. If that means waking up, I, I know even with you, I see you like for, for some people, it needs to be in the morning. I think for us, it's kind of better in the yeah. afternoon, yeah. whether that just fits in your schedule. Be cautious with doing stuff in the evening. That may be the only time you have to do it. But you know, then you end up, you're working out right before you go to bed, you're elevating your heart rate, you're having a hard time then getting to, to sleep, then you're not getting yeah. the rest and not the growth that you need for your muscles. So, you know, you have to be smart about it, but getting a plan and sticking with it. And really, especially for basketball, like if there's somebody that out there that needs something like that, feel free to email me. Um, I have things like that that can be helpful in, in forms and that kind of thing. But 
again, depending on what sport it is, contacting your coach and, and getting, because again, so much of that, like you said, is out on the internet sure. and is available. You just have to go looking for it. And a lot of your coaches already have that information because mm-hmm. they're trying to get better yeah. and they're trying new techniques, new offenses and those kinds of things. And, yep. you know, I, I know I hear our coaches talking all the time in, in our offices about, hey, I found this new platform. Hey, I knew that found this. Have you checked out this? This is, you know, this guy yeah. does a really cool and it's free. You know, yep. it's just on YouTube and those kinds of things. Yep. But uh, the do's and don'ts of off season, great stuff. And I uh, want to give a, a little bit of a shameless plug here for uh, this summer for those high school student athletes that are considering you know what it takes to be at the college level we have a whole host of uh, Bruins sports camps this summer and a big portion of those camps talk focuses on uh, individual player development mm-hmm. you know what you can do uh, to improve yourself before next season, whether that's soccer season, basketball season, volleyball. We've got all of that information up on our website. If you go to bjubruins.com slash camps, uh, there's, there's I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20-something camps, ages ranging from second grade all the way up to, to college-bound players. So uh, if you are interested in that, be sure to take advantage of those kinds of things. Again, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Find us on Anchor, iTunes, and everywhere else in between. Uh, for Coach Tony Miller, I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's what's brewing. You've been listening to the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.